Hello, and welcome back to Rose Pod, the Rose Holman podcast. As always, I'm your host, Reese. And I'm Isaac. And today, we have not one but two special guests from our career services department here, Mr. Scott Teakin and Ms. Kathy Cassasia, the director and associate director of career services and employee relations. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. We're doing well. Good to hear. Can you tell us in the audience here a little bit about yourselves, how you found your way to Rose? Sure. First off, thank you for having the career services team. Uh, we appreciate the opportunity to, to chat with you this afternoon. My name is Scott Teakin. I'm director of career services and employer relations. Been at Rose Holman 18 years. I came from a corporate management, corporate recruiting background, and uh, really enjoy higher education. And I am Kathy Cassasia, and I'm the associate director. I've been in career services here at Rose Holman for 18 years now, and my background is actually in journalism. So we assist students basically with what we would consider their weaknesses, potentially connecting with employers, the writing aspect of resumes and cover letters and that sort of thing. And it's just kind of been a match made in heaven, so to speak. I love career services. Shout out to you guys. I use it all the time. I mean, yeah, we talk about it every tour. It's always a stop. Yeah, I started utilizing it really a lot more this year than I feel I did my first year. So, And now I highly encourage people to get ahead of it even then because, I mean, you kind of touched a little bit on it, but I think if you just want to provide a little bit more of an overview of kind of the specific things that Career Services offers at Rose Holman and how specifically you guys are able to support us in finding internships and jobs and resume building and things like that. The team absolutely loves working with students, and we really try to make sure we're taking a very personal approach to that. And it starts day one that students walk on our campus. We have a large focus on internships. And as hopefully the audience has done their homework and a little bit of research on Rose Hallman knows that we've been ranked number one for internships for a few years now. We're excited about that. The team has done a lot of work to make that happen along with our students using their academic talents and going out and showcasing those to employers and attracting new employers throughout the country and even the world. And so that really process starts the first day that our students walk on campus with an event we call Welcome Back Wednesday, the day right before classes. And it's a chance for them to get exposure to what a company is actually going to ask them, how they need to be prepared, what they've got to be prepared to ask a company. And so we have 20 of our top companies come from across the country. It's informal. Students come as they are, shorts, T-shirts, and be prepared to engage. We also have a whole lot of fun. We cater that event. We have a lot of live music, fun activities, and we have freshmen every single year that walk off that event with internships in hand. And a large portion of our freshmen are actually getting internships. It's a big focus. We're actually piloting a brand new program right now that we're looking to potentially get deposited students to Rose Holman internships over the summer between their senior year and their freshman year. So that'll be new this coming year. Oh, cool. So we're excited about that. But beyond that, uh, we're also trying to make sure you're prepared for that fall career fair that happens 30 days later. And so that's for all students. We have 300 plus companies that typically attend our fall career fair. We hold three career fairs a year. And then Kathy always coordinates our graduate school fair. So I'll let her talk a little bit about that. The graduate school fair is also for underclassmen as well who might be interested in doing research over the summer, especially if you're from one of the science backgrounds and you know already coming in the door that you are interested in continuing your education with graduate school or all the way up to the PhD level, you could be looking at doing summer research instead of doing an internship at a company in industry. 
So we have graduate schools that come and they will be able to talk to you and promote the programs that they have available, not just for graduates who are going to go on to get their master's or PhDs, but also, again, for all the way down to the freshman level where they can learn how to do research during the summer. And then beyond the career fairs, there's a lot of activities that we've got to do to make sure students are prepared. And so that preparation is everything from starting a resume for the first few weeks that you're on campus and making sure you get that secured Mm -hmm. to being prepared for interviews. There's three or four different types of interviews from situational to technical-based interviews to personality-based interviews. A lot of different types of interviews for students to be prepared for. So we teach that. We teach networking how to engage an employer after you've applied. You make that a first initial application. How do you get to the top of the stack? If you got a thousand plus applicants, how are you in the top 100 or top 50 that they're actually gonna potentially interview? So those are skills that we're teaching as well. Negotiating job offers uh, is also important. Uh, Reading personal statements, making sure you're prepared for those. What else have I left out, Kathy? Practicing those interviews, being able to, I think you did mention that, but I think that's a big thing that students have never done that before. Once they, you know, they get to the college level, you've never been in an opportunity to, if you've had a summer job, you haven't had an official interview the way that they would do for internships or jobs. It's one of the things that I enjoy doing the most, and that's preparing a student for upcoming interviews, helping them learn how to talk about themselves, being able to describe what their strengths and weaknesses are being able to discuss the projects that they're doing on the academic side in such a way that it'll engage the audience. Those are not skills that come naturally to everyone. So I think that's one of the strengths of our office is to be able to not uh, duplicate what they are learning in the classroom. None of us in our office are engineers. In fact, we're the opposite of that. (laughs) Most of us are liberal arts majors. Yeah. But the idea there is to help strengthen that part of your skill set and be able to answer those questions that you've never been faced with before. Going into career fairs, it definitely took me a year or two to actually kind of get my sea legs per se, to be able to comfortably go up to people and just kind of talk about myself and whatnot. And you're right that between career services and also some of the classes, I mean, I know technical communications is super helpful with that. It kind of reinforces some of the stuff that you guys do in terms of how do you write a cover letter? How do you actually write a resume? I know you guys have your boot camps. I remember going to those freshman year as part of classes, and those are all really helpful. Just talking about resumes and cover letters and how to handle interviews. We had to do a mock interview for that class. And I think those are also super helpful. And I think the peer reviewers, the students who work for career services are also super helpful because I think it's a little more At least for me, it was less scary to go get a mock interview from somebody who was who I knew of a little bit or who was around my age. And it was a nice introduction to what an interview is like, even though normally I'm a lot more scared. One thing that Rose Holman's Career Services Office does that most schools do not do, that is we have one career services office for the whole campus. However, we have career advisors that are assigned to specific majors. Mm -hmm. And what happens there is it gives each of us whatever major we are assigned to, we then can delve a little bit more deeper into that. We get to know the professors who are teaching the classes. We get to know what you are learning in those classes, what skills you are gaining, which helps us be able to help you, the student, talk about what it is that you're learning. And when we get to a student comes in and they have this resume that is a little bit subpar, we at least have the knowledge to be able to say, 
Now, wait a minute, you're a sophomore. That means that you've taken intro to design, correct? And then the light bulb goes off and we're able to talk a little bit more about the skills they've gained in that class and some details about that project. And sometimes students don't even think, well, why would I put that on my resume? So us being able to be specific to a major also then allows us on the flip side to get to know the alumni who go out into industry and work for specific companies, the reps from the companies that come back year after year for our career fairs. And then now we're meeting with you as a student and you're sitting in my office talking about specific things you're interested in doing or a specific type of company that you'd like to work for. And I'm able to go through the little Rolodex in my head and be able to say, I think I have a company I'd like you to look at. I think I have someone that just graduated that's working somewhere that you should talk to and be able to put those two together a lot faster. Yeah, having that network there is definitely helpful. It's also great you mentioned our peer advisors. I'll mention them real quick. They're a fantastic group of students. We couldn't do Mm -hmm. what we do without them. And we usually have around six peer advisors or so on our team. And we love the fact they've had great previous internship experiences. They understand the career search process, everything from helping with those cover letters to resumes and and breaking down the scary barrier that happens between students and career services. And so, again, we're that friendly office, but sometimes just that peer-to-peer connection is extremely important. And they work hard to showcase our system handshake. We're working with about 8,300 employers nationwide right now. And then we're hosting 10,000 plus specific jobs to Rose Holman students that have been pre-screened from them. It's not just a flood of jobs that come in in general. These jobs are specific internships, co-ops, research opportunities, grad school positions. So that peer team does a lot. I have a question. I think you guys have touched on it to some degree in terms of talking about kind of building up these experiences here, then you're more comfortable actually going into things like interviews and this whole application process. But Why do you guys think it's important for students to begin considering the internships, the co-ops and jobs and whatnot as early as, well, for you guys talking about the, the Welcome Back Wednesday, I mean, the first day you're on campus? I think there's a lot of reasons for that. My reason, I'm sure Scott will chime in with his own as well, but the number one thing for me is that the earlier you get internship experiences, the sooner you're able to see, is that really what I want to do? I don't want you to graduate from Rose Holman with a degree, go into your first job, and that be the first time you're able to say, you know what, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I don't think I want to do this. So I would rather you know that after your freshman year, and we do have students sometimes that end up changing majors because they get out into the workforce in an internship, realize what they thought the job was going to be and what the job really is are two different things. And then they're able to kind of you know, find their passion a lot sooner And that's why we have a greater success rate upon graduation as well, not just of obtaining a job, but obtaining a job within their field, doing something that they want to do because of the internships that they did during their undergraduate years that helped build those skills and teach them what they do and do not like. Kathy's 100% correct. Internships are just really critical to students' long-term success. And the earlier they start that process, the earlier they get those experiences, the better opportunities they have to be in the area they want to be for their long-term career. It also drives those starting salaries. Everybody wants a really good starting salary, but I think it's also for the student, it's a chance to decide, do I want a metro location? Do I want a smaller town or community? Do I want a large company? Do I want a mid-sized or small startup? And so internships provide an opportunity to, to feel those before you make that final decision on your senior year or even after your graduate school program. So 
Internships are a great way to just test the water. For example, if you were a chemical engineer, do you know coming in freshman year, if you want to do plastic and polymers, if you want to do foods, if you want to do pharmaceuticals, there are so many different industries inside of each major that internships are a way to test that water. If you're a civil engineer, do I want to do geotechnical? Do I want to do a traffic? Do I want to do structures? And so internships provide that opportunity to really explore all those different areas before you get into your full-time career. Yeah, there are definitely a lot of different ways a degree can take you. I mean, I've done internships. Both of the ones I've done were with the same software development company, but it was in a field that I was interested in what I was doing. It had some research elements to it, so I learned that I really enjoyed that. It is definitely helpful for kind of finding out where you want to go because everyone listening out there, you don't need to know exactly what you want to do with your life. It's kind of an unfair question. I, for one, I came into Rose and I'm going to be a computer engineer. I'm going to do this thing. And I'm perfectly happy with myself because that is actually what I wanted to do. But I mean, people come in undecided. People come in and change their major three times. That's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. As long as you end up in a place where you're happy with it and you feel like you can make a difference and you find that those kind of passion areas of yours, go for it. I mean, this is a time to experiment with some. That's why electives and stuff like that exist. So you can figure out that area that you're really interested in. It's a trial and error process, you know, and personally for me, like, I, coming into Rose, didn't exactly know what I want to go into. And honestly, I still don't fully know, but I know I want to go into something science related. So I was like, something that's a really good base is biochemistry or some sort of science. And like I mentioned, we have our own class all about career preparation. And it's really helpful because it's letting me know a bunch of different opportunities. You know, a lot of people in my major and similar majors go to internships, a lot of them do REUs, you know, a lot of them have different opportunities available and it just depends on what you want. And it's nice to have all those options. And I feel like career services definitely, definitely helps. And I like that you guys, I think you guys are really good at advertising options. Like the daily emails help. They do. I know they're a lot, but they help a lot. <laughs> we have to ride that fine line between bothering all of you as students <laughs> And making sure you get the information that you need. That's the reason I make the delete key, right? Yeah. <laughs> or like a sorting rule in your inbox. I have all my handshake things go into a handshake folder. So then I can look at them, but also see all of my random emails that don't get sorted. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the sciences too, because the sciences is so critical in mathematics to what we do. And those students have great opportunities at Rose. And you know the programs are, are hands-on and great opportunities for research. And so uh, the sciences are just an important major and you're right. You know, you mentioned that you don't have to know when you're admitted to Rose Holman, you're admitted to every single major. You got plenty of time to switch and decide. And, you know, career services as well as academic advisors and faculty can definitely help with that. I'll just mention a brief story that I think really highlights that is I had a chance to work with a, a student athlete at Rose Holman that came in as a computer science major, kind of like yourself. And you mentioned the you know, software companies you've been working for. And he came to me in the second quarter of his freshman year. And I said, I don't know that I want to be a computer science major. And I said, well, what are you thinking? He said, well, civil engineering. I said, well, you understand the extreme differences between computer science and civil. <laughs> and he kind of laughed like you guys are. He said, yeah, I think I do. I said, well, think I do is not good enough for me. I want you to go meet with some civil faculty. So he took off. He met with some civil faculty. He came back. He said, I'm pretty sure it's what I want to do. And so we sent him to the registrar's office. He got with the registrar. He switched majors came back in the start of the third quarter and said, do you think I can get an internship? I said, well, if you're willing to work, I'll teach you how to network and teach you how to apply. It's time and basic skills. Two weeks later, he walks back in my office. And you're never going to believe this. I said, what's that? I said, I landed an internship. 
I've got one for this upcoming summer. I said, in two weeks? He said, yeah. He said, I did exactly what you told me. I went out and applied. I reached out and networked with some companies. He said, they called me the first week. He said, I got an interview by the week two. He said, I had an offer in hand. The rest is history. He's been working out in the field for some time in the southern part of Indiana as a civil engineer and been very successful as a basketball player here at Rose. So you've got plenty of time to, to figure out what major. And, and like I said, you're admitted to all of them when you get here. So um, don't stress about that. That's an impressive story. That's for sure. And I've had something a little bit like that happen and kind of goes hand in hand with one of the tenants, I guess, of my dad told me before I came to Rose because he's an alumni. It's about those connections. So talking to your professors, talking to different people, because really interesting things can happen. I think it was last year. It's either the fall or the winter career fair. I can't remember which one. I was talking to an employer and then all of a sudden Tom Rogie from the BIC, because I, I'm one of the 3D printer student workers there. So I help with all the printers and whatnot. He comes up and then just starts. He basically just gave me a recommendation to the person. So then I'm like, OK, and then I walk away and then I bump into someone else I know. And then they start talking to somebody. And it's just it's impressive. Agreed. The career fairs, I think because networking can definitely be scary. And I read this book that was like just a whole like thing of networking. I forget exactly what it's called. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but it's basically this like 20 minute networking book. And it was really good. And it was all about how like networking has not a negative connotation, but like a lot of the time when somebody else gets an internship because they knew somebody you're like, oh, that's kind of annoying that they were considered for that. But like networking really is how the world works. And like, even if you don't know somebody, just them knowing your name really helps. And I think that's something that I learned through here. It's like, I thought, I was thinking networking, like it would have to be like close friends and close family and like people. No, it's literally just names. If you've just heard of people or you have some recommendation from someone who's literally like a professor here, you're pretty set. But then the world becomes smaller and smaller when it comes to the engineering and sciences. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. amazing the places you could end up. I was on vacation in Cancun wearing a Rose Holman shirt. It was on the very first day and someone came up to me and said, hey, I went to Rose Holman. Wow. Did you go to Rose Holman? Like, well, I work there. Next thing you know, I'm having this whole conversation with a complete stranger in another country. Yeah. <laughs> But that world, the world of industry, when it comes to the sciences and engineering, they know Rose Holman. They might not necessarily know Terre Haute, Indiana, mm -hmm. but we're definitely a hidden gem here in the middle of this small community. And when it comes to the networking, it isn't necessarily about networking with your best friends. They are your friend. But how to expand that network mm -hmm. into people within that major and within that industry and within you know, the science realm. And as you said, if you were to mention to your professor, hey, I'm considering going on to graduate school, they're going to name off a number of schools and a number of professors that they would recommend you to in order for you to apply and be able to advance that opportunity. That's what we try to teach is that part of networking. As hard as it is, sometimes you just kind of have to take that first step and put yourself out there. Yeah. That first step into the career services office. <laughs> yes. So you look at that. That's perfect. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think overall we can kind of start wrapping up here a little bit, but I just want to give you guys some time to kind of both of you can give your final thoughts, advice, anything to whether it be future students, current students. I mean, just in general, what you think makes Rose Holman Career Services unique and what you guys think you guys have done well throughout the years that you've been here. For me, it's the personalized service. It's getting to know you as a person, not just as a student, not just as a specific major, 
but you're going to sit down with your advisor and they're going to get to know you. And then based on that, we're able to almost play like a matchmaking game to where you're not going to just graduate with a job. You're going to graduate with a career. We're going to help you find those passions and help you find those interests. And there's even a time, an example that I have is a young man who was on the baseball team. It was in the spring. It was during his season and his batting average started going down and his error numbers were going up because he was stressing out about this job search thing. And I just turned to him and I said, look, just stop, just stop for a minute. And who in their right mind from a career services office would tell a student to stop job searching? Well, you're only going to be, you know, a senior baseball player in college once. Let's just focus on one thing over the other. The job's going to be there. And he is very successful and actually is now a recruiter for Rose Holman. One of the senior design projects for the mechanical engineering department is his company. He owns his own company and he's hiring Rose students to advance that. So I'm not patting myself on the back for that. (laughs) I'm just saying, I think it's the personalized attention, listening when you guys are talking to us and then being able to give advice that's specific to a person, not just something that It's found in a manual somewhere. We don't follow a specific set of rules that apply to every one of you as a student. And I think the small school that we are allows us to do that. We're 100% passionate about students. We love the relationships. We love interacting with them. You know, and I always tell our staff, and I think our staff was the same way. If I could lay all of my administrative duties to the side and I could solely interact with students all day long, that's 100% of what I would do. And you've got a staff that's just in career services that's really dedicated to student success from day one that they come onto our campus and even before, but also until the point they end their career. It's not uncommon for us to be involved with executive searches with individuals that, you know, maybe have ending their career. They're looking for this little part-time role. So we're here for alumni even, and not all career services office do that. We have Jared Golding in our office. It's our employer relations manager that also is our alumni career advisor. And so he works with alumni. So if you're out a year or two and you figure, okay, this isn't the perfect company or not the best fit and I want to transition to this, we're there here to support that. If you've been out five, 10 years and you need some help for the next opportunity, typically you guys are so well networked, you don't need us at that point. But if you do, we're there to help. And then my final piece that I would leave you with is for your incoming student, even if it's not Rose Holman, make career services your best friend. Career services is critical to your success. Internships are critical. Don't be closed-minded on the front end. There's so many students that if you're from the southern part of California, your initial thought is, I'm going back to the southern part of California, and that's where I want to do my internship. But what if that great opportunity comes in New York? What if it's in Texas? What if it's in the great state of Florida? So go to the career fair with the open mindset, especially the freshmen, that if there's 300 companies there and 50 of them are mechanical engineering, I'm going to talk to all 50 companies. I'm going to drop my resume to all 50 companies because they're recruiting students nationwide. Let's narrow it down the back end. Let's not be so you know closed-minded on the front end. Let's get those offers, then decide what's the best fit of the company, what's the best size of the company. Do they do what I want to do? Are they where I want to go geographically? I think the earlier you step out of your comfort zone and try something new, the more it's going to reward your career in the long haul. And employers love to see that. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on here and talking to us about career services. I always make sure to stop by when I'm given my tour because I think you guys 
talk a lot better about career services than I think I ever could as much as I love it. So thank you guys for spending your time with us. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to invite our office to today's podcast and welcome the opportunity anytime in the future. And if we can help, always stop by our office. We'd love seeing you outside giving the tours too. And to everyone listening, thank you so much for also spending your time with us today. I hope that this episode was helpful. I think it was. It was for me. Absolutely. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. We'll have many more episodes in the near future about all different STEM topics, everything, everything you can imagine. And don't hesitate to reach out to us if you'd like. Careers at rose-holman.edu. Again, careers at rose-holman.edu. Or if you're on campus, just stop by. We'd love to talk to you and any of their prospective students as well, or give us a call. Absolutely. Well, with that, thank you, everybody. And we will see you next time. Peace out and go to career services.